Good morning, it's Monday the 30th of November and it's St Andrew's Day and a big happy birthday to Ridley Scott, Billy Idol, Lorraine and Ben Stiller. With only three days to go before lockdown is due to end, there are some hopeful signs that case numbers are reducing, with one study estimating that reduction's up to 30%, but there were still 12,155 new cases and 215 deaths announced yesterday. With attention now turning to Christmas, there's real concern that the NHS remains under huge pressure as there simply aren't enough trained staff, as Professor Susan Mitchie of SAGE explained on LBC. I think there wasn't enough um, taking into account that it's that you need people, you need the right kind of people, but you do need trained people and training takes time to do. Um, so quite often, I'm afraid, the government has been on the back foot and not preparing and thinking enough in advance and so we're sort of dealing with problems as we go. As vaccines move closer to reality, Professor Peter Oppenshaw says he's not concerned about which one he gets as long as it's fully approved. I would personally be happy to have any vaccine that's been through the regulatory uh, scrutiny that these trials are currently undergoing. If my GP rings me and says I've got an approved vaccine, I really don't care which one it is. I do think these RNA vaccines are extremely exciting. The government introduced the all-new three-tier system last week, but the actual details are still not entirely clear. However, Dominic Raab says the government is listening to all sides. We are listening, we do understand. Colleagues say to me, MPs say to me, we just want to understand that the measures you're taking take into account not just the Mm. cost and benefit of tackling the virus, but also the non-COVID health, economic and social implications. We'll publish more analysis on that. Labour's Lisa Nandy is unconvinced and unsure whether Labour will support the new tier plan until there's more clarity. The reason that I'm not committing to vote for these measures is because we're not convinced at the moment that they are either sufficient or workable. It's not too late for the government to convince us of that, but that's what they've got to do in the next 48 hours. They haven't even published the regulations yet, let alone the economic or health impact assessments. While Donald Trump was golfing this weekend, Joe Biden managed to fracture his ankle playing with his dog and will now have to wear an ankle boot for a few weeks. Donald lost a number of election court cases over the weekend, including a pretty definitive one in the Third Circuit, where a judge he appointed refused his appeal on the basis that charges of unfairness require specific allegations and then proof, and we have neither here. Donald didn't take it too well and appeared on Fox News to complain once again that the election was somehow rigged against him. And what happened, if you watched the election, I was called by the biggest people uh, saying congratulations, political people. Congratulations, sir. You just won the election. It was 10 o'clock and you looked at the numbers and I'm sure you felt that way. This election was over and then they did dumps. They call them dumps, big, massive dumps. Indeed. Meanwhile, Dr. Fauci continues to sound the alarm about the next surge in coronavirus following Thanksgiving. Perhaps even two or three weeks down the line, Martha, we may see a surge upon a surge. You know, we don't want to frighten people, but that's just the reality. We said that these things would happen as we got into the cold weather and as we began traveling, and they've happened. It's going to happen again. There's been a potentially significant breakthrough in cancer research with a new blood test which may be able to detect 50 types of cancer. 
Professor Peter Johnson, Clinical Director of NHS England, explains how it works. We know that there are small chemical changes which take place in cancers early on in their development. And many cancers show the same sort of thing. And we can pick this up in the blood test with the small amounts of DNA which they shed into the bloodstream. What we need to find out is if we look in people who have no symptoms, whether we really can pick these cancers up earlier. And the most exciting thing is that as well as giving us a signal that there's a cancer developing somewhere, the signal itself also tells us where to go and look, which organ to look in. Still to come on the Smart 7, Cher saves an elephant. It was a day of crazy Formula One drama yesterday as the Bahrain Grand Prix saw one of the most spectacular crashes in recent years. That's certainly damage and a big fire there as they exited out of turn three. And that looks very nasty indeed. And unsurprisingly, that is a red flag. Despite smashing into a barrier on the first lap and seeing his car explode into a fireball, thanks to the quick work of the marshals and the medical team, driver Roman Grosjean escaped with just burns to his hands. He was even able to post a message from the hospital. Just wanted to say I am okay. Uh, well, sort of okay. Thank you very much for all the messages. For the rest of the weekend sport, including all the Premier League action, check out our sports podcast, The Sports 7. In these COVID times, it's good to occasionally ask, what's Cher up to these days? Well, if you must know, she's in Pakistan rescuing an elephant, of course. The elephant known as Kavan has been described as the world's loneliest. The BBC's Sikandar Kamani is on the spot. The way Kavan is swaying his head from side to side is a common sign of distress, and it's something that he spends a lot of time doing. It's why campaigners have been so keen to move him. An international campaign backed by Cher has led to Kavan finally being moved to an elephant sanctuary in Cambodia, where he'll finally get some company. And Cher, she turned up to sing for him, something he will uh, never forget. No matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing the dream that you wish will come true. This weekend saw the announcement of the death of the original Darth Vader, British actor David Prowse, aged 85. He was a gentle giant, and although his voice was dubbed over in the Star Wars movies by James Earl Jones, footage still exists of his original dialogue. I can still hear David Prowse's accent in the Darth Vader mask muffled, because he would do the real dialogue. He's trying to curse Carrie Fisher or something. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic... You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. This has been the Smart 7. If you're listening on Spotify, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We're back tomorrow at 7. Please like and subscribe everywhere or enable our skill on Alexa. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.